everybody, Matt Mentley here with the Wisconsin Weekly Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It is October 16th. I got my parents are in town straight in from Oshkosh. So we are going to do a little shorter of a show this week. I will not be previewing the Bucks season. I'll do that next week. Next week is when the games kick off. Uh, it's kind of a nice little break uh, in the action here. But we got to, of course, go over the Lions-Packers game. I will still be talking about what the national press is talking about and also the sports player wisconsin player of the week so let's get going uh, like i said it is wednesday october 16th so let's just go through this packer game three and oh against the division that is all i care about I know some people said, hey, this was a sloppy game. Officiating, we'll get into that a little bit here, played a big part in the win. They probably don't get the win without those blown calls, very obvious blown calls. But man, to be 3-0 in the division moving forward, 5-1 moving forward as well. Listen, Whenever the Packers play the Vikings, the Bears, or Detroit, all those games are weird. Whenever you play a division rival, it's weird. Both teams know each other. Weird stuff is going to happen. I mean, we finally got, for the people who were like, why are we getting these leads and just sitting on them? Well, we got the inverse this time, folks. So I hope you're happy about it because... Detroit jumps off to this very early lead. As usual, I'm trying to make uh, make it to some L.A. bar to watch the game. Missed. I walked in right when Kerryon Johnson scored that touchdown, which, yes, we're right. So the refs blew that call, okay? That would have been a turnover. That would have been three to nothing pack right off the bat. Yes, they would have, Packers would have been stuck at the one yard line, but you know, that would have been a big swing as well. We'll get to the ones later on in the game, but hey, we can't ignore the one that was at the beginning, the literal beginning of the game. Oh, and a, I love flea flickers. I don't know if it's because of my old video game playing and the Tecmo Super Bowl. That was always a move. Do the old flea flick. But Detroit does do a flea flick to start the game. I want the Packers do a flea flick to start the game. Come on, guys. Last week, I mentioned that our running backs might be our best wide receivers And that came through kind of again. Jones and Williams got a lot of targets, especially early on in the game. Aaron was dumping it off to those guys. Detroit adjusted eventually, and eventually they put a stop to the little dump-offs to Williams and Jones. But, man, I'll get to it a little later, but we, we need to think about these wide receivers. Jones struggled. Free Aaron Jones. He's been freed and he has been caged back up. A big Williams game. Picking up the slack for Jones. I've mentioned it on this pod before, so I'll give myself credit. I love the coaching staff. Has finally figured out this Williams-Jones tandem. Something that Mike McCarthy really struggled with last year was how to play these two together. I think we got to figure it out. I think this is a very viable, great, 
combo in the backfield for Rodgers. Now, you can't play him at the same time, or maybe you can. I'd love to see some more of that, but they seem to be able to figure out, and Williams at the hot hand in this game had over 100 yards, had some receiving yards, including a receiving touchdown. So I'm I'm glad they did it because Jones had that fumble. Then he had that drop TD where he just was like had his hands out, like looking for the ball. It was, it was bad. So Kudos to the coaching staff for kind of figuring out uh, that running back situation. To credit the defense now early on in the game, Detroit's driving. It's 10 to nothing. That was a big stop. Again, they stopped him within the five because that would have been 17 to nothing going right off of the bat. But instead, it was a 7-13 game. Packers win by one. You know the rest. So a bit... I want to credit the beginning of the game. Nobody like really digs into it because everybody just focuses in on the end. But the beginning is just as important. They st- they made it 13 nothing and kind of put the clamps down after that. Get Jimmy Graham out of here. He had one catch in that five minute you know drive at the end. But I'm done with him. Mercedes Lewis seems to be the better tight end. So just give it to him, and he blocks. So. In Matt Mentley's Washed Player of the Week, Jimmy Graham is washed. Put him in the laundry. Take him out. Put him in with whites. It doesn't matter. Jimmy Graham washed. Come on, man. He had a he had a, a opportunity to catch an early Rodgers uh, touchdown. Ugh, had it right on the hands. This guy's a former Pro Bowler. But listen. Everybody becomes washed someday, including me. The Lions are going to be the Lions, folks. A huge penalty. They get Mason Crosby out there in the second quarter to attempt a field goal. Lions get another big stop. And guess what? The Lions have 12 men on the field for a, a field goal attempt. So listen, as long as Matt Patricia is involved, as long as they're still the Detroit Lions, they will figure out how to lose. And that was a classic Lions thing. 12 men on the field for a fucking field goal attempt? You idiots. So that was a big one. Boop. Aaron Rodgers touchdown Then uh, a couple plays later. Or maybe it was the next play. Shepard, listen, Shepard, you need to shepherd the football into your hands, my man. So Shepard had the big fumble. He had the big helmet bobble. Uh, So uh, listen, moving forward, I hope not to see the word Shepard on anybody's back of the jerseys. That was a poor game by him, especially on that punt return. He, he, He had to go up to grab it rather than letting it cradle into his Just do a fair catch, okay? You're not Desmond Howard, man, all right? Just get the ball back. Get it back to Aaron Rodgers. We don't need any of that crap. So three turnovers ends up not biting them in the ass, thank God, because once again, it is the Detroit Lions we're playing, and that's how the Lions lose. Three turnovers by the Packers, and Packers still win. Ay, sheesh. Kevin King had a rough game, folks. I'm going to call out the when they play shitty as well. One of the themes of the pod so far this season has been these guys are young. They're going to make mistakes. Kevin King made a lot of mistakes. He got burned early. He just, every time he saw a a Lions player catch a big play, there's Kevin King trailing behind. So rough game for him, but the second year, man, you know, 
He's going to have some bad games. He's going to make mistakes. But keep an eye on King moving forward because he does need to play well for this defense to be the best it can be. Is that the army? Be the best you can be. I, I don't remember. So the blown hand to the face calls. Listen, they were bad. If anything, the Packers should have had hands to the face on a couple of those. But I'll get to what the national press is saying a little later, a little deeper. But this was the main headline after the game. It wasn't Packers win by one, blah, blah, blah. It was these blown calls that the officials... Now that we have all this amazing camera equipment, you can see everything in super duper slow-mo. It's just going to keep getting worse and worse. Watching these games in the 90s, I don't even know if even through replays we could tell if it was hands to the face or pass interference or anything like that. The cameras were shitty. There was only a couple of them. But it's just... This is a crazy game that's actually very hard to officiate. So... I'm not making excuses. Those were blown calls, but I don't know why the NFL just doesn't go to something where it's like they have a quick booth review. I mean, that's the thing. Some guy could be sitting in the booth or woman. Sorry about that. Uh, A man or woman could just sit in the booth and literally watch these plays almost in real time and make the call. And it is the umpires and the ref uh, union leagues that don't want to do that. So... We could have a better game, but, you know, unions. Unions! Not all unions are bad. Some of them are kind of bad. Lazard. Ooh. I watch a lot of games. Didn't know about this guy, Lazard. I knew he was kind of on the team. What a rags-to-riches story, ladies and gentlemen. Huge TD catch at the end of the game. Awesome TD catch at the end of the game. They cut him on September 1. He was on the practice squad. It was one of those, like... He's hanging around. He's hanging around. Let's see what happens. We'll get to Lazard more in a bit as well. The Smith Twins. Oh, my beautiful baby boys. My beautiful twins. My Smith Twins. Preston and Zadarius. Uh, two and a half sacks. They continue to dominate. Huge third down sacks that they had towards the end of the game. Oh, they just look like beasts out there. I I, I, I will repeat myself. I'm sorry. I, but I'm so, I'm so happy we're not watching Clay Matthews just run into the left tackle and do a couple dance moves and whatever. Like, these guys are bowling over each other. They are a, a bunch of bullies, these guys. And I am loving every second of it. So Smith Twin Watch, two and a half sacks for those of you keeping score out there as well. Just very quickly, I need to comment on that halftime band that played. I think everything about it was stupid, starting with the name, Brantley Gilbert. Now, right off the bat, I hate these guys. And then you see them, and then I hate them even more. And then they start playing music, and I want to gouge my eyes out with a spoon and shove them into my ears and never listen to music again. (laughs) This band, there was a banjo in it. The lead singer had brass knuckles on. Oh, cool, dude. Cool brass knuckles, bro. And then they played like this hybrid of of cock rock and 
and and all all of the bad rock and roll genres they like mixed into a can and they pooped it out the end of the can and that's Brantley Gilberts and oh by the way guess what they're playing arenas all over the world so uh, maybe I'm j- I've worked in the music industry for 15 years maybe I'm just jealous or whatever or maybe they were objectively the worst fucking band I've ever seen in my life. Brantley fucking Gilbert. Shut up. Get one of my bands to play those. They're so much better. Anyways, I needed to do a quick what a quick little thing thing of a bibby on that. So what is everybody writing about? What's the national press kind of saying? Other than the blown calls, as I said, that was a big topic over over the past couple days into today. People are still talking about it. You know. A lot of people are saying they should trade for a wide receiver. A lot of people are speculating they trade for a wide receiver. Our own Travis Morrissey, my friend, uh, wants them to trade for A.J. Green. He's coming back in maybe about a week or two. Listen, the new GM regime have taken more chances than Ted Thompson. All right? They've gone out. It's well documented. They got the free agents. They're actually trying. They're trying to make the team better outside of the draft. I just don't see them reaching for a wide receiver in the middle of the season like this. Plus, there was a quick fun story, uh, once again, about Lazard that Aaron Rodgers, towards the end of the game, like lobbied Lazard to get some targets. He had seen him in practice. He trusted him a little bit. So, uh, there is something to be said, especially about that wide receiver position that I just think you need to be there during training camp, get the flow of the offense, understand it. I, I don't know. We'll see what they do. Mohamed Sanu was another one floated out there, like all these mediocre receivers. I mean, A.J. Green, old A.J. Green coming off of an injury that's kept him out half the year. No, that does not get me stoked. A.J. Green five years ago, I'd be stoked on that, but... Just roll with the guys you have. As much as it sucks, we got to wait till Adams comes back. And it depends on how high of a draft pick they got to give up. I mean, there's always caveats like that, but I'd I'd like to see him stick with it. I'd like to see him develop these younger guys. Allison had an okay game. MVS, you know, pretty good game as well. Had one big catch uh, over the shoulder that looked awesome. But as for trades, I say no, even though they do need help. And Jimmy Graham is washed. That turf toe, Devontae Adams has turf toe. I've never had turf toe. But these guys are some of the toughest MFers in the world. And turf toe keeps these guys sidelined for like a month. So it it must be, it must be tough. So we got the Raiders. Raiders. The Raiders, the, for now, Oakland Raiders, until next year, they will be the Las uh, Vegas Raiders. I did have the pleasure of seeing an Oakland Raiders game with my friend Mike's son uh, when he lived out in San Francisco quite a little time ago. One of the craziest sporting events I've ever been to in my, like, wild. Like, people smoking weed in the stands, like, blatantly partying, like, they had the they had like a baby in one hand and a joint in the other hand and like 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 on the other they're like 
cradling a huge beer with their other shoulder. I mean, just nuts. These people party and they love their team. Sad to see them go. Sad because the Packers have owned the Raiders as well. So I expect another shellacking. I don't think this is going to be a letdown game. I do see them going to uh, the Packers going to six and one. Who is the Wisconsin Sports Player of the Week? Lazard! That's right. Come on. How hard is it to be on a practice squad, not know if you're going to have a job, working so hard, you don't know if you're going to even play football in a month, and all of a sudden you're thrust in there Monday night football, and Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers need you! The pressure! The pressure of it all! Well, let me tell you, Lazard handled it. Great game towards the end. I got to give it to him. Not because of overblown stats, simply because what a what a story. What a story, Gig. I like the story. So there you go. Fun week. I went a little longer than I thought for just this one game, but it was a very fun game. Important as well. And so, like I said, next week, we're going to get, obviously, we'll do the Packers stuff, but it's time to get into the Bucks, baby. So I'm excited about that. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you later. Mm-hmm.